Thank you, Randy. Thank you, worship team. Good morning again. Good morning to those who are online. If you didn't get a sermon outline, you need a sermon outline this morning. So raise your hand if you need one. Let's get them running around. We need one down here. Anybody else need a sermon outline? We got one. We got one going once, going twice. Online, you can pick them up in the chat section of of Messenger there on, um, on Facebook. Well, like I said earlier, it's good to be back, like Texas, and uh, it's good to be back, good to visit family over in England, Um, but it's good to be back. Oh, I want to thank Stephen Romo and uh, Josiah Foster and Chris Kipchin, who kind of took the place for me for the last three weeks, so I heard they did a great job. I listened to Chris's message and, and part of the other two, but I got a question for you this morning. Have you ever been out of your comfort zone, you know, uncomfortable. I mean, I think pretty much everyone has to some degree. Sometimes it's just a physical thing. You know, I've just flown 10 hours with my knees up around my ears because there's no leg room on the airplanes anymore. That was uncomfortable. Um, cold, cold here, that, that's kind of uncomfortable. I think most people, though, if I were to come down and talk to you and say, you know, have you ever been uncomfortable, you would talk about Um, or being out of your comfort zone, you would relate situations where you felt emotionally uncomfortable. Uh, It's a situational thing or relationally uncomfortable. You know, like when your boss or your wife, your spouse says, we need to talk. I mean, immediately there's a sense of uncomfortable. What, what, What do we need to talk about? Why do we need to talk? Or you're asked to do something that you're not sure of in circumstances that you're not used to. That can kind of make you feel uncomfortable. Or someone kind of forces you unexpectedly to do something that you you weren't ready for. I remember one time I was in a meeting at work here in in Dallas. And uh, it was a phone meeting. The regional or my manager was on the phone from Phoenix and all the managers in the office were there, and I was there. And uh, they start talking about how they're restructuring and they're regional. They're going to put regions in to do the technical work, which is what I was involved in. And and the guy on the on the phone, my old boss, he, he says, uh, "So we're going to have regional managers. Uh, Mike Bishop's going to be the regional manager here." Oh, Mike, are you in on the call? Nobody told me about this, you know. <laughs> this is the first time it came up. You're on a conference call. What are you going to say? <laughs> it was nice to get promoted, but, you know, a little conversation before would have gone down a little bit well. But it makes you feel uncomfortable, you know. It's, it's difficult. Or sometimes it, it can be just a funny thing. I remember one time up in Canada, my in-laws were over, and we took them out to a dinner theater. And uh, it was one of those kind of dinner theaters... Uh, I haven't seen one like this down here, where the staff, the wait staff, were actually the actors in the play. So they would do part of the play, then they'd come down and they'd be serving you, but they'd stay in character. So if there was a husband and a wife and they were having fight up on stage, as they're serving you, they're arguing across the room. And, and they would get everybody involved. It was really fun. And I can't remember what this particular one was about, But at one point, there was going to be a game, a high school game. I think it was a hockey game. So they pulled a bunch of the audience out. There was a whole bunch of ladies over here and a a whole bunch of men over here. They were the opposing fans. 
And they pulled me out and they put me on the end of the line with the ladies. And everybody's laughing, you know, they go, what's he doing over there? And the guy asks me my name and he's going about acting and doing his thing. And then just out of the blue, he says, and now before the game to sing our national anthem, Mike Bishop and slams the microphone. You naturally grab, right? (laughs) And all the lights come shining on me. I'm in front of everybody to sing the national anthem. I don't sing. And we hadn't been in Canada very long. I didn't really know the national anthem. (laughs) That was uncomfortable. (laughs) My mother-in-law has doubled over laughing. I got about two verses in. My voice is so bad. I saw the guy waving to the microphone back there. (laughs) Oh, This morning, I want you to get comfortable. Not something that you often hear in church, but I want you to get comfortable comfortable. For the last, I don't know, month, no, a few months now, we've been uh, in a series called Walking with Jesus, and we're taking a detour. We're not walking away from Jesus. We're still going to walk with Jesus, but we're beginning a brand new series called Dot Com. We have lots of comms in our lives, aren't we? Commercials that get thrown at us at, on every medium. I hate it now. My email. I get commercials in my email. It bugs me. Unless, of course, you want to pay the premium. Then you can have it ad-free. Commitments. It's another calm. Communications. How we talk to one another. Commutes. A lot of people have to commute to work and back. Committees. There are all kinds of comms in our lives. And this morning we're going to talk about a very special dot-com. Comfortable. Comfortable. I want you to get comfortable. I think most people like the idea of being comfortable, don't they? You know, I walked into my living room in my house in England where I grew up, and it's just weird. You know, the minute you walk in there, I felt comfortable. Like this, this is where I grew up, you know, that's where dad sat. That's where it was just comfortable. Most people want to be comfortable. They want to be comfortable in their relationships. They want to be comfortable in their jobs. They want to be comfortable in their situation in life. But the most important thing is that we need to get comfortable in our walk with Jesus, in our relationship with Jesus. Now, that's not to be complacent. That's a different calm. We don't want that one. But we do want to be comfortable. So let me ask you a question. Would you like to get comfortable in your relationship with Jesus? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to be up front here. I think for the most part, we all have a sort of uncomfortable relationship with Jesus. Not because of Jesus, but because of who we are. You know, every time I look in the mirror, I see Mike, you know, sinner Mike. And I'm the pastor. And oh my gosh, I shouldn't think those things. I shouldn't read those things. I shouldn't look at those things. If I could just make my life perfect, I'd be more comfortable in my relationship with Jesus. But my life's not perfect, and it's not going to be perfect until the other side of eternity. So I think we all struggle with that a little bit of uncomfortableness in our relationship with Jesus, but we need to get comfortable. And if you want to get comfortable with Jesus, then this is the place for you this morning. Now, our lesson, it's, it's about a situation where Jesus took the disciples and he took them out of their comfort zone because he wanted them to learn to be comfortable in his comfort zone. 
And it's an event that's found in all three Gospels, all three of the, um, what I call the, the complementary Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew 8, 23, 27, Mark 4, 35 to 41, Luke 8, 22 to 25. Now, I'll tell you this for two reasons. If God put it in there three times, probably wants us to read it. It's important, you know. I told you once, I told you twice, I told you three times. So it's in there three times. And I love when I read through a passage of scripture, if I know that there's various perspectives on that account, I want to get all of the perspectives so I can get a full picture of what was going on here. Now, let me preface this teaching this morning. The key this morning, and this is where you need your notes, is understanding this phrase, get comfortable. I love words. And I love etymology, which is the study of word origins and and meanings of words. And this word comfortable is is an especially interesting word because our modern definition of comfortable, we think of a place that's warm and cozy and safe, is not the original definition of the word comfortable. So we're going to break this word comfortable down here. Calm, fort, able. Did I put that in your notes? Yes, I did. Right at the very beginning there. Comfort able. The prefix com has two combined meanings. It means with and intense. So you can write that in there. Calm means with and intense. So there's a sense of being with something, but being with it in intensity. Fort means to be strong. That's why we get the word fort from, a a fortress, to be strong. And able is kind of self-explanatory. It means to be competent or having the ability to do something. So now when you combine these three things, well, that red's not very good, is it? Can you see that okay? Yeah? All right. When you combine these three together, you get this word comfortable means with intense strength and ability with intense strength and ability. Not the word that we associate, not the definition we associate with the word comfortable. Cozy, warm, safe. That's not what comfortable meant. With intense strength and ability. So Luke chapter 8, verses 22 and 25, and we'll see where we kind of pair this together. All right, you ready? You got your scriptures? I put it right on your notes for you there. It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake and the boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, master, master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves and suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where's your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. It's a little short passage of scripture, but it's a very powerful passage of scripture. Now, I've got a real simple message for you this morning. I'm going to give you what we're talking about right at the get-go. In order to know the peace and the power of God, you must learn to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. 
That's, that's a bit of a mouthful, so we'll unpack that. You can only really experience the power of God in your life and the peace of God in your life when you step out of your comfort zone and into the God zone, his comfortable zone. And that was the lesson that Jesus was teaching his disciples in this little passage of Scripture. So let's dive in it, pull it apart, and see what we can learn. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross the lake to the other side. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So Jesus instigates this situation. He tells the disciples, hey guys, come on, let's get in the boat. Let's head on over the other side. So they got into a boat and started out. And as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. In Mark, it says that he he had a, a pillow or a cushion. Gets to the stern of the boat, the back of the boat, gets the cushion out, and he's having a sleep. This one says a nap. The other two versions says sleep. So he's comfortable. The disciples are comfortable. Most of these guys are fishermen. They're out on the lake in a boat. This is what they did for a living. No big deal. It says, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. I want you to underline that word, real danger. These guys are competent, confident fishermen. But they realized that there was a real danger. Now, there's a difference between a real danger and a perceived danger. One of the things in England that always makes me laugh, there are no poisonous spiders in England. But the spiders are quite big and they're hairy. (laughs) Spider. So there's a spider in the shower. So I picked it up. I didn't want to kill it. I don't like killing animals. And I put it in a plant. I thought you can be in the plant there and... Because they eat flies and things. You know, it's, it's good. So then I went and told my wife, and there was a couple other people staying there. I said, oh, big spider in the shower. What would you do with it? I said, I'm not telling you. Is it still alive? Yep. <laughs> it's up there somewhere. You know, a perceived danger. Sometimes we perceive dangers that are not real dangers. And we respond to them as if they're real. That's a little bit of hysteria. We've got that stuff in us. But this was a a real danger. These guys understood what this storm was. These are guys that, that fishermen, you know, fishermen are tough. Anybody like the show Doc Martin? Nobody knows the show Doc. Yeah. So while we were in England, we went to the little village where they filmed Doc Martin. It's about a, a doctor. It's a great show. And it's a little fishing village in Cornwall, not far from where I lived. But it's still a fishing village. But now it's a fishing village filled with tourists who come to see where they filmed Doc Martin. So we were part of those tourists, and we're on the jetty. It's a big concrete area. And real fishermen pulls up in his truck, blocks the road completely. None of the tour buses can get through. Nobody can get through. Hops out, and we're standing in amongst the... Um, crab pots and the lobster pots because we're getting our photo taken and he comes up get out of the way this is a working jetty get off of here and he was young and big and i thought it's probably good if we get off of here fishermen are tough it's a tough job they're they're not wimpy kind of guys these are tough guys and when that guy said get off there my mind said yeah he's right (laughs) i should get off of there these guys we're afraid. This is a serious storm. Now, sometimes in life, stuff happens, doesn't it? 
to the best of Christians, to the most faithful of Christians, life's going along normal, and all of a sudden it takes a 90-degree turn on you, and things happen that you weren't ready for, that you weren't expecting, and all of a sudden it's the storm is there, the boat's filling up, it's sinking, and we do exactly what these guys do. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You don't know what life is going to bring. Life is tough. And I kind of see the storm in this story as a metaphor for the storms that we all face as we live our lives. It's difficult and it's filled with challenges. So they did exactly what we do in those situations. They called on Jesus. The disciples went and woke him up shouting. You ever been woken from a sleep by someone shouting? (laughs) That's a fun experience, isn't it? So Jesus is asleep. Master, master, we're going to drown. There's panic in their voices. In in Matthew, it says the disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Mark says the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? There's panic. There's fear when we're out of our comfort zone. These guys had been in their comfort zone. They're in a boat. They're used to being in a boat circumstances change, now they're uncomfortable. And they're panicking. And when we find ourselves in these situations, we do exactly what they did, you know. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Don't you care? Jesus, won't you do something about this? It says, when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and suddenly the storm stopped. Suddenly the storm stopped, and all was calm. Then he asked them, where's your faith? In Matthew, it says, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Mark says, do you still have no faith? So all three of these gospels focus in on the same thing. Why are you afraid? Where is your faith? It's not wrong to be afraid. God put fear in us. It's what keeps us alive sometimes. It's what stops us from doing stupid things. (laughs) You know, kids in England are so different than kids here. I love Texas. There's a couple of kids. I I did a little film alongside uh, where the Mayflower sailed from. And there's a wall that's about 20 or so feet high. The tides are big there, like 14, 15 feet from low tide to high tide. And the tide was kind of out, and there were a couple of kids running up on top of this wall. And all they got to do is slip over and on the other side. (laughs) And somebody said to them, hey, you kids need to get down. And the kids looked at them and said, we don't have to, and we're not going to. (laughs) I thought, yeah, God bless America. (laughs) The problem, oh, I know where I was going with that. Fear is the smart thing that tells the average person, don't run on the wall that's 25 feet from the ground. This is not a smart thing. It's good to be afraid of those things. The problem comes when your fear overrides your faith. And now you're being governed by your fear and not your faith. So Jesus rebukes the storm. 
And then in essence, he rebukes his disciples for their fear and for their lack of faith. And look at their response. It says, the disciples were terrified and amazed. What an interesting mix of emotions, eh? You just witnessed something and you're terrified and amazed. It's like, wow, wow. (laughs) I don't know. It, It just, storm's gone. They're no longer afraid of the storm. But now they have to deal with the emotion of being in the presence of the power of the Lord. Terror and amazement. You know, they've been with Jesus for a little while now. They've seen him do things. They've seen him raise people from the dead. They've seen him heal people. They've seen it, but it was all third party. They're there and Jesus is doing it to somebody else. But this occasion, Jesus does it to them. And it's a whole different thing when you experience the power of the Lord in your life firsthand. That changes everything. For these guys, it was terror and amazement. We thought we were going to drown. Now we're not going to drown. And it's because he just told the waves to stop and the wind to stop. This is kind of freaky. It's different. You know, when, when you've experienced God, I think an appropriate response is terror and amazement. Who is this man? They asked each other. They've been walking with him for about a year now. Who is this man? When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, what an incredible situation. Now, Jesus' lesson is very simple. I am with you, I am strong, and I am able. Let's say it together. I am with you, I am strong, and I am able. A little bit more powerful. I am with you, I am Now, that's the definition of comfortable. But Jesus is comfortable. Remember, it's with intensity. With Jesus, it's, I am with you, I am strong, and I am able. Whatever you're going through in life, I am with you, I am strong, and I am able. Your problem is not bigger than I am. I'm bigger than your problem. I am with you. I am strong and I am able. There's a power in the comfortableness of Jesus. Now, here's a problem. You can't learn this lesson passively. You, me, the people in this room, the people on the line, online, we cannot learn this lesson here this morning through this sermon. It can't be done. Jesus didn't get his disciples aside before they set out on the side of the mountain and said, I am with you, I am strong, and I am able. And then, yeah, okay, good. Because that's head knowledge and not heart knowledge. The only way that this lesson can be learned is not passively, it has to be learned actively. That's why Jesus said, hey guys, let's get in a boat. Let's cross the lake. You can't learn this lesson until you have to rely on Jesus. This is a hard one. He let him sail out onto the lake 
into a life-threatening storm. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Isn't that scary for us as Christians? Because we kind of have this idea of comfortable Jesus, of safe Jesus, of nice Jesus. You know, I hear people all the time, Jesus is never going to let me experience anything that I can't. That's not true. (laughs) It's just not true. Jesus is always going to put us in situations that take us out of our comfort zone, that stretch our faith, that scare us. You can't grow faith if you're in your comfort zone. It just doesn't happen. You, You can't learn to swim from a book. The only way you learn to sw- you can learn technique, you can learn everything about it. The only way you learn to swim is when you get in the water. You have got to get in the water. We can't learn the lesson that I'm teaching here this morning, here this morning. So it's a little bit tricky. It's got to become active for us. Now, how do you think these, these disciples felt the next time they experienced the storm? Do you think they're running around screaming and panicking? I'll bet they are a little bit. (laughs) Because it's still scary, right? But something inside has changed. He is with us. He is strong. And he is able. He helped us last time. He can help us this time. And they have a little bit of intense strength. And they have a greater ability. They are comfortable with Jesus in their lives. Now, here's the thing. Jesus isn't going to calm every storm. Wouldn't that be nice? That's not the lesson. Jesus is training these guys for where they're about to go. Just a couple of chapters away from here is the feeding of the 5,000. What do you say to them at the 5,000? Do you remember when they said, hey, Jesus, how are we going to feed all these people? Anybody remember what Jesus said? You feed them. He's equipping them. Then he sends them out. Go on out. I want you to do the work that I'm doing. I'm sending you out. This is part of training. Jesus isn't going to calm every storm, but what he's teaching these guys is that I will be with you in every storm. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am strong. I am able. (laughs) None of these guys died of old age. They were all executed. Jesus didn't rescue them from every storm. He's teaching them, I am with you in the storm. I am Jesus. I am calm, fort, able. I am with you. I am strong. I am able. How would you like to have that kind of strength in your life? That rock solid, just Jesus is with me. He is strong. He's with me. He is strong and he is able. No matter what you're going through, that you've got that intense strength and ability. How would you like to navigate through life and the storms of life with that on the inside? Is that attractive? Yeah? (laughs) Anybody up for that? So there's a little bit of doubt, as there should be. 
Because in order to do that, we've got to find a way to make this lesson, this teaching, active in our lives. Because you can't learn it passively. And if you can't learn it passively, how do you learn it? Well, you could go rent a sailboat, sail out on the lake, wait for a storm. Hope Jesus shows up. That's an option, not a smart option for a couple of reasons. It says, don't test the Lord. But it's okay to ask God to put you to the test. How does that make you feel? A little uncomfortable? Yeah. That's good. That means that we're making progress. Because if we want to move from uncomfortable to comfortable, uncomfortable is a starting place. So when we start thinking about, okay, God, would you test me? If I can't test you, if I need to learn this lesson, the only way I can learn this lesson is in real life. I don't want to pray and ask for a storm. Can you imagine that Jesus is sitting with his disciples. Hey, guys, let's get in the boat. There's going to be a life-threatening storm coming. Nah, it's okay. We'll catch you on the back journey. Nobody's going, right? But what if Jesus were to say, Hey guys, how would you like to learn how to be strong and navigate through all the storms that are coming in your life? Would that be of value to you? They're like, yeah, absolutely. And then Jesus says, okay, get in the boat. There's a storm coming. Oh, 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 no, no, we're back to where we were. I want the lesson. I don't want the storm. I want to learn it. I don't want to experience it. And this is the conundrum that we find ourselves in. What, was, what did Jesus rebuke them for? Fear and their lack of faith, right? Faith is the key to being comfortable with Jesus. So if you flip your notes over, I've given you three reasons why faith is important. First one, faith pleases God. Hebrews 11.6 says, It's impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. God rewards faithfulness. How does he reward it? Well, I think two ways that God rewards it. He gives us more faithfulness and he strengthens us. He gives us strength. Here's the thing. I've got to be careful not to go off on a tangent here because I've got this rant. (laughs) We were not created to be weak. I was driving here this morning and, and I'm listening to the radio And this guy's on there and he's preaching a message and it's just so emo. Do you know what I mean by emo? No, emotionally weak. (laughs) Ah, drives me nuts. You just need Jesus. He's going to help you through everything in life. Like, yeah, well, I know that's true. We weren't created to be weak. We were created to be strong. So many of the worship songs that we sing these days, I hate them. They're emo songs. Oh, Jesus, you're going to help me in the storm. You're going to help me through the pain of life. You're going to, oh, Jesus, please, I just can't get up this morning. Please help me, Jesus. 
Okay, that's good, that's good. But we weren't created to be weak. We were created to be strong. We were created in the Lord's image. You know how the Bible describes the Lord? The Lord is a warrior. I'm fed up with weak, wimpy. (laughs) Now, stuff happens. (laughs) Sometimes life will beat you down. A year ago today, my brother-in-law died. My sister watches online, and I know she's having a hard time today. That's normal. That's expected. But as Christians, Jesus Christ equips us to deal with with the storms of life. We're to be different than people out there. We're not supposed to be the same emo that everybody else is. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be leading the way. I'm ranting. Moving on. (laughs) God rewards faithfulness. (laughs) Second, faith enables us to live fully. John 10.10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Part of this whole thing that Jesus is leading us into is he wants us to live the best life that we can live. And when we live outside of faith, we live life at second best. We're not living the full life that Jesus Christ has for us. We're living a safe life. We're living a comfortable life in the way that we see comfort. I don't want to put, what if the water's cold? What if there's a spider? And we hide. Jesus is teaching that if we learn to trust him and have faith in him, we will live a rich and satisfying life. And this is when fear overcomes faith, we live second best. Third, faith gives us the strength to overcome. Philippians 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now here's the thing, and here's why this is important, and here's why we need to learn this lesson. We can't learn it here. I'm going to challenge you at the end, because you can only learn it out here. But here's why it's important. The faith that we learn today strengthens us for the storms that come tomorrow. You cannot weather the storms of tomorrow without learning to have faith today. That's how this works. So we're either going to hide in safety and not learn the lesson and not weather the storm, or we're going to choose to step out in faith. We're going to ask God to do something in us that scares us, that makes us uncomfortable, moves us out of our comfort zone, so that when the storms come, we are strong and able to navigate those nasty storms that life will bring your way. You only learn to trust Jesus when you move from your position of comfort to his position of comfort. So I've got a challenge for you this morning, and it's right on your notes there. I'd already put it in on one of my videos that I did over in England. And it's a challenge that's going to make you uncomfortable. I want you to pray and ask God to use you in a manner 
that takes you outside of your comfort zone. Whatever that might be. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your faith. If you've been rock solid for Jesus for 60 years, or like my sister, you just made a commitment to Jesus two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. God, would you take me to a place? Would you use me in a manner that takes me outside of my comfort zone? Whatever that might be. It might be in a conversation that needs to be asked, had. It might be in giving. It could be in something that he, he tells you to do in service. I don't know. That's between you and God. But I challenge you. You can't learn this lesson here. You can only learn this lesson in the boat, in the storm. And the difficult thing for us is that Jesus is not sitting here, right? So we almost have to create our own storm. I've got to put myself in a situation where I need to trust in Jesus. This is what faith is all about. Faith is taking a step that you don't know where it goes. Because this is an easy step. I don't need any faith to walk across this stage. But if I was to walk off there and float through the air, that would take a lot of faith, wouldn't it? Do you want me to do that? It's not going to work. So that's my challenge for you. I am with you. I am strong. And I am able. So who wants to take the challenge? I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I saw that there. (laughs) Now let me just address a couple things. How are we doing? Cowboys kick off in five minutes. Noon, right? But you're recording it, aren't you? Because you're here. Good people. Is it kickoff? Good. Gone for a month. I can't remember anything. And it's football. Even though you carry the ball. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was two years ago. And that was an accident. (laughs) Jesus wants you to get comfortable with him. Not comfortable with you. He wants you to move from your place of comfort into his place of strength. But you can only do that outside of your comfort zone. So here's the questions that people typically ask. Well, what if he asks me to do something that I can't do? That's uncomfortable, isn't it? God equips those he calls. I've heard Hector say this many times. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips those he calls. Guess who he calls? Every single one of us. The question is, will you answer his call? Peter, come on out of the boat, man. People can't walk on water. Peter, come on out of the boat, man. Peter steps out of the boat. He's walking towards Jesus. Then what does he do? People can't walk on water. (laughs) And he starts to sink. Let me close with this. Pretty much everybody's heard of Mother Teresa, right? 
She's a Catholic nun. She dedicated herself to, to caring for sick children in Calcutta, India, one of the most impoverished places on the planet. And a place where they have a, a system of religion called a caste system. And they believe that the people on the bottom of the caste deserve what they get in life because they did something bad through reincarnation. You've gone down and down and down and down. So they will take hurt and injured children and throw them out on the street because they did something wrong. And Mother Teresa went over there to care for those children. There was a place... A a, a senator called Mark Hatfield went over to visit Mother Teresa. And the the place where she served was nicknamed the House of the Dying. It was nicknamed the House of the Dying because so many of the children that came in there had terminal sicknesses. They were beyond helping. And day after day after day after day, Mother Teresa was with these children who died. Now, that's got to take an emotional toll on you, hasn't it? And then there were other kids that were lined up, just, an, it, it just endless. You, you can't fix all of these kids. And the senator asked her, he said, how can you bear the load without being crushed by it? In other words, how can you stand it day in and day out to watch children die and not be overwhelmed by it? They just keep coming, and it's the same thing day after day after day. It would tear you down. And Mother Teresa replied, she said, My dear Senator, I am not called to be successful. I am called to be faithful. Will you put aside your fear of failure in order to be faithful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. You are our comforter. You are our strength in times of darkness. You are the rock upon which we are called to lean. But your word also says, Father, that you are a warrior. And we are created in your warrior image. You created us to be strong. You created us to be faithful. You created us to be different. Father, please forgive us when we hold back and don't live the lives that you've called us to live. Father, I pray for each and every one here today, including myself, this challenge prayer. Lord, would you use me? Would you use us in a manner that takes us outside of our comfort zone so that we can be strong in you to weather the storms of life that are ahead of us? But not only to be strong in you to weather the storms, Father, but to take someone by the hand who is in the middle of a storm and let them know that Jesus is with them. He is able And he is strong. Father, may we be comforted so that we can be comforters. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I challenge you. Pray the prayer. And see what God does.
And don't give up on the prayer. Pray it every day for a while. I used to have this thing. I used to pray for faith. And I've shared this, and I'm not going to tarry long here. I used to scare my wife and all my friends. Because <laughs> every time I prayed for faith, God would answer the prayer. <laughs> you can't ask for faith and be in a safe zone. <laughs> so if you're praying for faith, something is going to happen. And I prayed all the time. And I thank God. Because he gives you faith. He puts you in a situation that is like, oh, can I get on shore? <laughs> Please. No, you ask for faith and I'm faithful. I will give you faith. Get the oar out and start rowing. <laughs> that's what it's about. Okay. Announcements. This Monday, first Monday prayer. This is a special prayer day tomorrow. We gather here. We don't make anybody feel uncomfortable. We gather for prayer. So this month, we're having a special service on October the 24th. I challenged everybody to, to, to pray about five names. It was the 5-7 challenge. It started off as a 5-6. Now it's the 5-7 because I moved the date. So at seven weeks, pray for five people. I hope you've been praying. I've been praying for people, and, and I'll share some of that story next week. But on October the 24th, we want to have a big service out there on the lawn. We're going to do all kinds of things. Can we go to the next slide? Because I know they put together a brochure. Or what do you call that? Flyer. Lakeway Winterwear. It's, it's an everything service. We couldn't name it. It was getting long, you know. Lakeway Winterwear Outerwear Drive, October 24th. Car show, food, face paint, yard games, candy, bounce house, harvest photo ops. Service on the lawn. Now, this is the special one. I'm asking you to pray for these people because I want you to invite them. And we're going to have a good, strong, evangelical message on that morning. It's going to be real simple. Jesus loves you. Jesus forgives you. Jesus wants you. Come to Jesus. Real simple. So invite somebody to come to the service. You'll notice on the bottom, sponsored by Six Skulls. That's the motorcycle club in town. I don't know if they're coming to church. I'm praying for some of those guys to come to church. I did a wedding for them recently. So hopefully. And Melissa the pie lady. I don't know who Melissa the pie lady is, but I'm hoping she brings some pies. (laughs) Something to do with John Fry, I think. Is John in here? I don't know. So be praying for that. And and here's one way you can step out in faith, right? I shared this. Pray that prayer. God, take me out of my comfort zone. God has put people in your lives that he wants to know him as Lord and Savior. Pray and ask him to use you in that process. Maybe I've got to have a conversation I'm a little bit nervous to have. Maybe I've got to treat someone a little nicer than I ought to treat them. Sorry then I do treat them. Maybe something in me needs to change for that person to know Jesus. God, take me out of my comfort zone. So there's an easy way. Just invite somebody. Next Saturday is second Saturday a month. It is men's breakfast, guys, eight o'clock in the room right across there. If you've never been, come. It's a good time. Good food, good fellowship. What else we got going on here? That's it. Offering. Please be faithful with your offering. You can give online. You can put your offering in that bucket. You can mail it in. We will take your money any way you like to send it to us. 
we want to be faithful. And I just thank you all because people have been faithful through this crisis that we've been in. All right, that's all I've got. The Cowboys are losing about 7 nothing by now. I wish they would win. They're like my team in England. I've been following my team all my life. They never won a darn thing. I've been down here for 21 years, and all I've seen is two playoff games. <laughs> 21 years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this year, eh? This year. Let's see it this year. I've got this Cowboys shirt. I'm not going to wear it because every time I wear it, they lose. <laughs> so I'm just going to look at it. <laughs> Please, God. Let the Cowboys win just this time. My, my English soccer team's doing great, second from top. All right, enough rabbiting on. Please stand. Let's pray. Rabbiting on. I've been to England. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I just give you thanks for each and every person that you brought here this morning. I thank you for those who are watching online. And Father, I just pray again that we would be faithful. Father, teach us to have the strength that we need to be comfortable to be with intense strength and able to navigate the storms in life. Strengthen us so that we may strengthen others. Bless us so that we may bless others. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming. Have I forgotten anything? You are dismissed. Living in the dark, living in the dark. I ran so fast until it fell apart, until it fell apart.